With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, I promised you the agriculture commissioner a little after 4 o'clock, but I think he's ready to say hi right now. Anyway, Ryan Quarles, welcome. Good to have you back here. Glad to be back. State Fair starts tomorrow, 8 a.m. I can tell you're already in your work clothes. You've been over there busting your hump for a few days, haven't you? been doing some taste testing, making sure things up to par. But uh, we're excited to kick off the 118th Kentucky State Fair starting tomorrow morning, running through the 28th of of August. Mm Mm-hmm. What happens? What's the opening day event? There's some kind of a thing where aren't you aren't you there shaking hands? We have a we have an opening commodity breakfast. This is a salute to our farmers. We have all the commodity groups there, our pork producers, even our catfish producers, our beef folks in there. We have a great breakfast. We kick it off and then at ten AM the fair officially starts and we want to welcome everyone out to the fairgrounds. Ten dollars if you go online today, buy your tickets, that includes parking. And we think this is going to be a massive crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have 90 county fairs in Kentucky. We're a big county fair state. And those crowds have been big, so we think it's going to be an amazing Kentucky State Fair. What happens at your commodity breakfast? Do I need to bring 20 bucks, or how does that work? Oh, it's free. Free? free. Wait a minute. That's a word I like. <laughs> it's free, but we also would like to uh, invite you to stick around and support our farmers, support our food vendors. We have 50 food vendors 70 different events every single day, including unique foods. But this is also an opportunity for our 4-H and FFA students all across Kentucky to come compete for scholarship money as well. And so there's livestock, there's competitions, there's Thrillville. we got rides out front, more food than you can handle, and, of course, the exhibits. We have 27,000 exhibits already on site at the fairgrounds. Uh, what about... Obviously, we've gone through this pandemic. So are there limitations on what do people have to wear a mask? Do they have to have a vaccination to go to the fair? Any of that stuff? Absolutely not. And uh, we've got uh, some good old common sense. We want to take care of each other. But we also have some unique days. Listen to this. So Sunday, this Sunday is Military Appreciation Day. If you and your family uh, have served us in uniform, we want to say thank you. Get free admission to the fair. We also have Senior Day on the 23rd. Same deal. And then the last day of the fair, the 28th, that's our first responders day. So if you're a first responder, we want to say thank you as well. Come on out, emissions on us. Wasn't there also a uh, an exhibit of 9-11, I think it was transported from downtown to the Expo Center yesterday? Was there a ceremony? That's right. And so we're lucky to have a piece of history, an artifact that really defined my generation. 9-11, there's artifacts from the, uh, from the site that's going to be there uh, we ask people to uh, exhibit that with a moment of, of reverence and also honor for those that unfortunately lost their lives with that terrorist attack. Where are we putting this? It's next to the South Wing. And so we got a few different things. It's outside. Uh, we have uh, the things that people are used to. We have 4-H Cloverville, FFA exhibits. We have a great Kentucky Proud cookout tent, which all of our commodity groups are be cooking out every day. So support local and I was on site today, and there's one unique new food that I found. These are burnt, smoked hot dog ends. So remember you, you put some meat on the smoker, and it gets burned on the edges? 
That's what they're doing with hot dogs now. Ian, what are, are you in on this? I'm 100% in on this. We're burning the ends of hot dogs, or they're just smoky tasting? It's a smoky taste, and it's it, kind it's of gonna like have a, a little. It's going to have a little char on it, I bet. Yeah. Got a little char? Yeah. It's good. There's actually uh, a Kentucky State Fair beer, uh, beer this year, a beer that was just brewed for us. So I, it's going to be some neat stuff out there. All right. Ryan Quarles in the studio with us. He's the ag commissioner here in Kentucky. We'll, we'll, we'll drop in and visit again just after the top of the hour at 4 o'clock, but that's a little preview of what we're going to be chatting about. Ian Vertries. And I are watching sports notes for you today. What's I mean, up? Sure, I'm supposed to talk about sports, but now you got my mind wandering with the hot dog burnt ends. I'm smoky too. Oh, even better. A little barbecue sauce on there, maybe a pickle or some onion. I'm in on that. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Thank you, Mr. Paul Miles. In the studio with me is Kentucky's Agriculture Commissioner. His name is Ryan Quarles. Ryan Quarles. Do you have a jingle, by the way? No jingle yet. We're open to suggestions. There's got to be some band that will put, put one together for you. I think the last time you were here, several months ago, we talked some about Kentucky Proud products and so forth. But before we jump into what's up at the State Fair and all that, tell me what you've seen over in eastern Kentucky with this flooding. You know, Kentucky, we just can't catch a break between tornadoes back in December and then now deadly. Now 39 fellow Kentuckians deceased from epic historic floods. I've been down there twice. We've been delivering supplies down there. And number one, it's a recovery issue. It's a very different type of destruction than tornadoes. Tornadoes, you can see what's been affected. You start picking up debris and you move on. Floods are a different different issue. A lot of times you can't reach these haulers because the roads are washed out. Uh, houses are gone, they're displaced, and then there's mud everywhere. So even if you have a structure that may have been flooded in the basement, didn't take, uh, didn't overcome the entire structure, you may have mold issues now if you don't get that mud out immediately. What we're asking for on the ag side is feed, fence posts, because it didn't just affect residents, it affected farms as well. And we're just trying to get people back up on their feet. We have 400 Kentuckians staying at state parks right now, so there's a lot of folks who are displaced but we're moving into the next phase from recovery to stabilization. And so we have some long-term charity uh, organizations moving in right now. But for me, I'm the ag guy. We're just trying to keep people fed. So we're getting a lot of kitchens set up, making sure people have three hots and a cot. Is the interest still there, though? You're seeing people, the philanthropists, the, the, the caregivers, the charitable organizations are still there. It's not yes. like they've said, oh, now there's a fire in, on the West Coast and we're leaving. <laughs> They're still there, and we need more help. We need help cleaning up, and so we were actually we're raising money at the State Fair. We had the Bourbon and Beyond Concert Series coming up. We're actually selling tickets to that sold-out event where all the proceeds are going towards flood recovery as well. We need, we need boots on the ground, and so we're working with our churches right now. We're working with Kentucky Farm Bureau, our extension agents as well, to assess specific needs because we don't want to be sending bottled water to areas where they already have plenty of bottled water. So we're looking at specific ask from our judge executives and so there's a plan 
we're getting down there, but please keep these folks in your prayers. They have a long way to go. Indeed, yeah. Well, it's it's going to be a long-term recovery, so I, I hope the charitable folks are still interested and still asking all of us to do what we can. And another interesting thing is a lot of these folks do not have flood insurance as well, and so there's going to have to be some action probably on the federal level, maybe some state level uh, coming up, but uh, there's a lot of need out there. And a lot of times, even if you have insurance, it doesn't cover the cost of replacement. So there's a lot of these interesting gaps that we experienced in the tornado relief in western West Kentucky that now we're seeing, unfortunately, in eastern Kentucky as well. Who do we have to rely upon to get roads rebuilt, the state or the federal government? It's going to be both, and it's also local government as well. Uh, a lot of these these roads on these hills, they're gone. They're washed out. Even ATVs can't pass through these areas at this point. And so I've been down there a few times. We have a long way to go. We need to get track hose. We need to get large equipment down there. But we also need a plan about how we're going to rebuild. How are we going to rebuild this area so that it can come back, have jobs, have a better community, and also try to mitigate the issues of flooding in eastern Kentucky? Yeah, exactly. But it was like a thousand-year flood. I mean, it was a, yeah. such a such a strange occurrence. That's right. And, th- and there are areas that I saw that it didn't even, couldn't even tell it was a flood. You thought it was it was impact from high winds or impact from other types of weather uh, phenomenon, but is it happened quick. There's a lot of force there, and even folks that thought that, oh, this is just another big rain, learned that this is one for the record books, and unfortunately, we had a lot of devastating loss, not just to human loss as well, but animal loss as well. Yeah. But those are family homesteads. People don't want to leave. If people say, well, let's go somewhere else and this won't happen or you'll be in a place that has roads, it's like that's granddaddy's home and, and the, the lot, generation before. A lot of pride. And, uh, you know, I grew up in rural Kentucky. We have pride in, in uh, where we come from and we don't want to move. But it's also an opportunity for us to have a conversation about what can we do better, what can we do smarter. But uh, I love Eastern Kentucky. Some of the nicest people you ever meet. A lot of heritage, a lot of tradition down there. And let's just keep them in our prayers right now. Ryan Quarles is in the studio with us. He's Kentucky's Ag Commissioner and I guess the the main overseer of the Kentucky State Fair. I mean, that's your department. That's your bailiwick, as I like to say. That's right. So I'm like the unofficial mayor of the Kentucky State Fair. This is the 118th time we're putting this on. I remember coming to this when I was a kid. I love coming for a couple of reasons. Number one, I competed as a 4-H'er and FFA'er. Number two, I got out of farm work because this is when we're cutting tobacco. <laughs> and I grew up on a tobacco farm, so I, I said, see you later, Dad. And he's like, what are you competing in today? I was like, I'll tell you later. <laughs> and, and, uh, and I actually won the state tractor driving competition at the Kentucky State Fair twice, and my older brother never won it. So I still bring it up at Thanksgiving. Uh, absolutely. And bragging rights. And so uh, it's always been a lot of fun. And, and it's also an awesome opportunity for those here in Louisville to come connect with their agriculture roots mm-hmm. and uh, learn where your food comes from. We have a display called Agland. It's two acres indoor where we can let you learn about how food travels from that farm gate to your dinner plate. And it's a great opportunity for us to sell Kentucky agriculture, but also educate people a little bit too. You mentioned tobacco, but it's not as big a deal in Kentucky as it was when we were kids. So how's Kentucky's agriculture shifted? What are we the kings of? Soybeans or corn or what are we doing? Well, we make Colonel Sanders proud. Uh, Poultry is our number one commodity. $1.3 billion in corn, wheat, and soybeans are big. If you order a sausage, a biscuit or order sausage from any Cracker Barrel in the United States, came from Kentucky, Purnell's Old Folks Country Sausage. If you were to uh, eat a biscuit at any McDonald's on the East Coast, that biscuit came from Kentucky. And, of course, we're the king of bourbon and 
not just thoroughbred racehorses, but horses in general. One of the uh, one of the competitions we have at the fairground is the World Championship Horse Show. These are saddlebreds. This is a Kentucky native uh, breed of horses, popularized during the Civil War. And there's going to be people like William Shatner, cert- almost certainly at the state fair, competing this year. But when it comes to agriculture, it's not just cows, plows, and sows. It's also about technology. It's about jobs. And we are the second biggest employer in Kentucky behind manufacturing. And there's a lot of opportunity out there. Are there digital components now, though, to where, like you're talking about, you were driving a tractor when you were a kid and doing all that. I've seen things that seem like they're mechanized where a machine goes out and and yes and plows. So we have auto steer. You can literally get in the cab of a combine or modern tractor and not touch the steering wheel. It does it for you. And so we have advanced, and we need to continue to advance because we have a big labor issue in America. We've got to get people back to work right now. But the technology component of ag is going to happen big. It's going to happen during our lifetime, and we need it now more than ever with a growing world population. We have to double the amount of food we produce uh, with a growing population, but also the fact that we're doing it in a more environmentally sound way. But we also need to make sure we do it with less labor as well. So there's a lot of opportunity. Well, Kentucky's only so many acres. How do we do it? How do we amplify the amount of product that we can make? Well, it's about efficiency, doing more on less land. And look, my grandfather came back from World War II and started our family farms back on those orange Alice Chalmers tractors. And today, agriculture compared to World War II is that we've doubled the amount of food using 22 million less workers, and we're only using 73% of the land that we used to use. And that's a fancy way of saying that we have really doubled down on efficiency, that we are part of the safest, most productive food supply system in the world. So when we look at conflicts like Ukraine, that's a strategic reserve of food in the world, that we are still, despite global conflict, the number one producer of food. And we feed people not just in our in the United States of America, but around the world as well. But it starts with creative, bright minds. And we want to make sure that we encourage folks, especially our 4-H and FFA folks, to choose agriculture as a career. The Russians, though, have been limiting the ability for the wheat in Ukraine to get out, which then, what, puts pressure on places like Kentucky and other places around America and, exactly and other right. countries? You're exactly right. And so this has uh, some echoes from the 1970s when we, had, we saw severe grain embargoes affecting world market prices. And so the best advice I have for domestic production is that uh, we're good at what we do, we're safe, we're environmentally sound, but we got to make sure that we produce enough food to not just feed our nation, but feed the world. Because it's a big export opportunity for United States farmers as well. Ryan Quarles, the Kentucky State Fair starts tomorrow. You'll be there as, like you say, the mayor of the State Fair, and it's a commodities breakfast tomorrow? That's right. starts at 8, and the State Fair starts tomorrow, runs through Sunday, August 28th. $10 at the door. Come on out. Have some fun. The thrills, the sights. And the smells are free. You have a few more minutes? Yeah. Okay. Why don't you sit tight? Because you're also running for governor. I want to talk to you about some issues around the Commonwealth of Kentucky outside the State Fair, if that's all right. You got it. Ryan Quarles. He's online at ryanquarles.com. Back in a minute. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. couple more minutes with Ryan Quarles. He's Agriculture Commissioner and also a candidate for governor here in the Commonwealth of Kentucky the elections next year. What's Kentucky need that's not in place now that you would do as governor, Ryan? We have to finish out affordable, high-speed broadband internet across Kentucky. We've been talking about this for years. There's plenty of money. Let's get the job done. And you know what? It's not just a rural Kentucky issue. There's places here in Louisville that need to have better access in underserved or not served areas. That is probably the number one need across our state. You can't run a business. You can't learn from home. You can't uh, do daily uh, uh, duties without high-speed quality internet right now. We've got to finish connectivity. They talk about students sitting outside of McDonald's to use their Wi-Fi to do their homework. We're better than this. You know, Kentucky, we're known for our rugged individualist uh, nature. We, we are self-doers. We solve problems. It's time for us to get into the digital age. Do what our grandparents did when they electrified Kentucky. It's time to go down every dusty holler, every street in Louisville and Lexington, and finish out high-speed broadband internet. The General Assembly's funded it. And they funded a half billion dollars to finish this out. And until about six weeks ago, zero of those dollars have been let out by Governor Bashir. I don't know why he's sitting on the grant money. It's time to get it out. Let's work with our local officials. Stop suing each other and just get the job done. All right. Yeah, well, obviously that's one of the issues is, uh, is our Wi-Fi situation. Another one is I saw a list not long ago that Kentucky's either number one or number two in people who are not participating in the workforce. What's happening? We have a very low workforce participation rate, which is able-bodied Kentuckians age 18 to 65, non-disabled. How many, what percentage of those folks are actually working? And we rank second lowest in the nation. There's plenty of jobs. And, hey, look, anytime there's a new job announcement in Kentucky, we should celebrate that, whether it's in automotive, whether it's in farming, or whatever. But we've got to get Kentuckians back into the workforce. And our plan is to work with not just higher education, our community colleges, but start motivating folks in middle school and high school to say, let's choose a career. What's going to get you on a path to success? We've got to make sure that we inspire people to choose trade and vocational jobs as well. There's a welding school in Fleming County, Kentucky, where every month a 19- or 20-year-old student has a starting salary of $100,000 because they chose welding. Same thing is true with HVAC and plumbing. We need to make sure that not everyone – that may have an interest in going to college is going into a skilled trade as well. And so that's one way we can improve our workforce participation rate as well. My dad always said, if you don't work, you don't eat. I don't understand how people cover their, their needs if they're not generating some kind of revenue and they're, and they're capable of doing it. And I think that uh, the massive government payments are part to blame for this. We also have what I think is a motivation issue. You know, I grew up on a farm that if I wanted a CD player or a bike, I had to earn that dollar, $1 an hour working in tobacco, and I had a greater appreciation for what I bought. I took care of it because I owned it. And we got to make sure that in the Kentucky I know is if you want something, you got to earn it. Let's motivate people to choose work. Obviously, uh, finances are another issue. The, the uh, mean wage or you know, annual income average in Kentucky is pathetic. And it's been eaten away by out-of-control inflation right now as well. I met a retired state trooper in eastern Kentucky a few weeks ago that had to go back into the workforce. And he was happy to do it. He wanted to, do, wanted to supplement his income. But his pension is not covering his groceries or his fuel costs right now. 
that we need to promote American energy independence. We're blessed with a lot of natural resources in Kentucky, and I have an all-the-above approach energy plan as well that, uh, that embraces green and solar, but also we should not force Kentuckians to have to choose between $5 diesel fuel and an unaffordable electric vehicle right now. We need to promote energy independence to get the cost down. Just three years ago, America was a net exporter of energy, and we've got to make sure we have some common sense on that. The other thing when it comes to inflation, you know, Congress and the president just signed uh, a comically named Inflation Reduction Act, which uh, empowers the IRS to have 87,000 new agents to go out and collect money from taxpayers. But the thing is, you cannot spend your way out of inflation. You're only going to make the problem worse. You're going to devalue the, the, the value of the dollar. You're going to increase the money supply at the Fed. And now you're seeing interest rates go up as well, which I think is really uh, having adverse effects. And so we've got to get back to our basics, the economy, and you cannot spend our way out of this. All right. Well, we're short on time, and that, that's all we have for now. But you and I will talk again down the road as your campaign continues. Have a great state fair. I'll see you out there sometime. Come on out. Have a donut burger. Oh, all over it. Ryan Quarles. He's online at ryanquarles.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway, and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.